We're going to start the shear. We're going to give a, a very short shear on Navi, and a little bit, maybe see if we can tie it into it up to Yeshua, but it's going to be a very brief shear, just not to ruin the kvias of Sunday morning. So, the Pasuk in Malachim, which a lot of people are not familiar with, the Pasuk says in Malachim, when Shalim HaMelech was building the base of Migdash, it goes through all the details of the building, and there's Mar Mekremis sheet on the, on the bima if you want to follow inside. And it says, Vayashloimah in Pasuk Memches. Vayashloimah is kala kalim asha beis Hashem. So my Melech made all the kalim in the Beis HaMikdosh. Ekzmiz b'chazav, v'es ha-shulchan, ha-sha'olav lechem aponim, zahav. And he made the shulchan, which honored his lechem aponim, he made that gold. V'es ha-menoyrois, chameish miyamin, v'chameish mismoyl. He made, when it came to making a menorah, he made five from the right and five from the left. Lefnei hadvir, zahav sagur. Zahav sagur, first we discuss what zahav sagur means. We'll go with the first that explains zahav sagur means the type of gold that once that was sold on the market, they shut everything else down because that was the best gold and there was no reason to be open. But it's an interesting thing. Shalom al-Malach is making menorah. We saw he made a shulchan, we saw he made a mizbeach, he made one. All of a sudden, he built a base Migdash. And there's seemingly ten menorahs. Anybody ever be aiming on this? What, what's the pshat in the ten menorahs? What's, what, what's now, we have to realize every time we learn things like this that Hakkoyim says, I didn't do anything in the base of English construction that wasn't exactly given by Hakkoyim Baruch Hu. That means that Hakkoyim Baruch Hu sanctioned this, obviously. But the, we all have a picture of what the base of English looked like. And we have a menorah. We assume that's what it looked like. But there was obviously five to the right and five to the left. And everything about it was made out of gold, including the Melkechayim, the tweezers, and so on and so forth. All things was made out of gold. And then the Pasuk continues. Says Rashi, Rashi and Melachim, Chomish miyamin v'chomish mismoil. It doesn't mean there was five to the right side of the entranceway into the Hechel, and five to the left side of the entranceway into the Hechel. Imkain matinu menorah b'tzafan. Because that would cause that the menorah should be in the southern side of, of the Beit HaMikdash. But the Torah tells us it has to be to the Negev side. So now we just found out, no, there wasn't ten. There was eleven menorahs. There was the Moshe Rabbeinu menorah, the one that he made, the one that Moshe Rabbeinu didn't really make. He just threw a block of gold into the fire and out came a menorah. The one Moshe Rabbeinu was in the middle. And Chamesh Miyaminah and it was five to the right of it and five to the left of it. Which means it was all on one side of the base of Megdash, but there was 11 menorahs lined up. Anybody ever heard of this? Basic Navi? There's 11 menorahs? How do you think? What, what's the purpose of this? Well, what, what, did they light all 11? Did they light only one? Would they all look exactly like Moshe Rabbeinu's? What, what's the shot in this? And obviously, as we're learning, show yourself menorah because it's Hanukkah. So we need to try to understand a little bit what's going on over here. So too, if you open up a Divrei Yomim, which I didn't print out, but if you open up a Divrei Yomim where it recounts the construction of the Beis HaMikdash as well, over there it says, Dalad, Pavayam Beis, Dalad Zion, the question of the Pasuk is as follows, Vayas es menoyos hazohav esek himishpatam, he made the menoyos hazohav ten, like the Aloha is, Vayitein beheichal chameish miyamin vechameish mismoh. So, Again, Rashi over there, it's every day Yomim, it's not really Rashi, but what's called Rashi in Divrei Yomim, Lama Namar Bimenoyos Kimishpatam, Lafi, 
Shemaydi'enu lomazeh osa asara menores. Why take it? Why did Shalom HaMalach make ten menores? Vakoil darash menatoyuk. Everything Shalom HaMalach got, he got from the Torah Akdesha. Brachim, Kaftorim, Gevim, Meshukadim, Nemru Baparasha Shivim. If you do the sum total of what you find in the Parashas Shuma, when it talks about the Menorah, you find all those flowers, cups, knobs, you'll find that there's 70. Haray, Lechalasar Menorah, Shiva Neroiz. Oh, 70. You have seven, 10 Menorahs, so, and you have 7 branches. So Shalom said, it must be 10 Menorahs. Came Pirish, Ochi Imi, my uncle told me this, Doidi, Reb Kodimus, Reb Yehuda, Umedrishu. The Shiva Neroiz, Kenegat Shiva Kechovim, Chanchal Shantam. Which... You might know, represent the seven constellations. And he put five to the right. Rashi says, But they're all in the Dharm side of the Heichel. What's, what's the Pshat of this? So really, before we get to the Pshat of this, the Elm has in front of them a Gemara Mesechtas Menachis. The Gemara we gave out on the beam of this Gemara Mesechtas Menachis, and the Gemara says as follows. It's a discussion. Machlekes in Mesechtas Menachis of were they, did they light all of them, or did they not? If you look, we'll start Tanur Rabbanon about not eight lines in. Asara Shulchanois, Asar Shleimah. We said, we took my Menorahs, but apparently Shalom Alech also made ten Shulchan. Asar Shleimah. But the one, there's only put Lechem upon on one of them, the one that Moshe Rabbeinu made. Shanemar. And the table that had the Lechem HaPadam on it. It sounds like there were other tables without a Lechem HaPadam. They only lit the one from Moshe Rabbeinu. Of course not. There was, on all the Menorahs and on all the Shulchanos, there were lechem upon him, and there was fire put on it. Shenemar esal shulchanoiz va'alei hem lechem upon him, ubekulon hayim adlikim, and there were madlik in every one of the benayos. Shenemar esal benayos v'neiroseim lavayram kibishpatam kibishpat l'fneiad v'izav sager. Reb Yaisi Reb Yehuda Omer lahayim esad ne'ela alshom meisha elamani mikayim esal shulchanoiz ashalayim lechem upon him zahav. Talking about specific tables, we're not going to get into it right now. Seemingly, there's a machlokes tanoim. In Mesechtas Menachas, very simple. Did they ignite all eleven menorahs every single night? For sure, the menorah Shasta Moshe they ignited hundred percent. What about the other ten? For sure, the Shulchan that Moshe Rabbeinu create put they put Lechem Apanim on it. What about the other ten? Machlokes Tanoim, what they did with it? That's a fellow. Just if you want to think about it for a second, it just a little bit of ruins the Hanukkah story. They found enough for one night. They found enough for one night on the menorah of Moshe Rabbeinu, according to the opinion, they only lit the Moshe Rabbeinu one. But if they had to light 11 menorahs, well, they had to find enough for one night, which means for, for all the menorahs, which, why not? If this is how a Beis is supposed to look, that's a very good question. But if this is how a Beis is supposed to look, then we're assuming, I think we have a right to assume, that Bayez Shani looked the same way. What would be the hatchet to change Bayez Shani from Bayez Rishon? So Shalom Melech has given the dimensions of what Bayez Rishon is supposed to look like with all the Kalim. Bayez Shani has to be the same thing. Now the dimensions itself, we have to look at the Yalad expand. But the Kalim, not necessarily. So this is a discussion that I'm not going to get into now, even though it's a good Hanukkah topic, but we're not going to get into that now. There's a tshuva from the Radvaz. The Radvaz was asked, and I'm going to read it inside, 
Redvaz was asked as follows. This is in Chelik Vov, Chuvot 2289. A lot of Chuvot in 2289. And your question is, and we didn't get to this part, but when it comes to the Kruvim, we know there was also more than just the two on top of the Aran. Anybody that learned Baba Basu will know that one has a whole conversation regarding where those fit. In the first parak, also later on in the, later on in the text as well. So what was the hat of Hashem HaMelech to make, especially since the Pasuk says that if you make extra ones, it's idolatry. Says the Redvaz, First of all, don't blame Rashi for this. Rashi is just quoting a mechilta. So, first of all, I like to put the blame where the blame belongs. Don't blame Rashi. But you need to know, says the Radvaz, Everything Shalom did was exactly as he was given instructions from his father. But Aaron, he didn't make more than one. But he did make two other Kruvim. That this is what the Pasuk says, that you shouldn't make more than two. It's talking about on the Aaron itself. But the fact that Shalom Melech made Kruvim besides for the ones on the Aaron, that's, uh, that's not a problem. I'm skipping to the end of the tshuva. And if you're going to ask me, Ma But what was the purpose of that? What, like, I understand, maybe he was allowed to. Fine. He was allowed to make more kruvim. But what was the purpose of those other kruvim? Then, Then I have to start explaining all the things that Shem HaMelech did. You learn, there was a lot of things that Seemingly, there was no purpose for it. Vesayam, we know the Yamshol Shlomo, anybody that learns after Sukkah. Also, our Baka Yud Beis with the 12 cattle holding it up. The answer is this is very high Chazachim, that's what I was talking. This is obviously things that are way above our pay grade. And therefore, I would require a separate whole safer to explain to you why that is. And I'm not allowed to write it down. That's it. This year ends over here. Really? That's it. Why he did it? I need a whole safer to explain it. And I'm not going to write it down. This is enough to answer your question. I'm done now. Okay. Very unsatisfying, but also very satisfying. First of all, we know that everything is exactly what it's supposed to be. We don't, we don't play games when we build a base of Mikdash, when we build a base of Madras, just how of how things have to be done. Nothing is just, you know, actually, why? I don't know. Kaka. It's not how it works. But rather, everything is... Everything is exact. Everything is exact. And if everything is exact, now what the pshat is, Radvan seemingly says, I could write a whole safer in this, but I'm not allowed to, so therefore I'm not going to. So really, that's it. That's the end of the year. But a little bit I want to give a little flavor to explain, a little as we can, to understand this sugya.
So the Yalka Shemoni, Yalka Shemoni, on Malachim, says as follows. Vayatis HaMenorah Hazav Eser. He made the Menorah, ten of them. Keneged, Aseris HaDibris. You saw that coming. Keneged, Aseris HaDibris. Anything in Judaism is ten. Yeah, it's Pashat. Vachol Menorah, continuing the Yalka Shemoni. Vachol Menorah, Hayubah Shivan Eros. And every Menorah had in its seven branches. Hare Shivim Keneged Shivim Umois. So we have 70 in total in the base of Mikdash, corresponding to the 70 nations. Shekol's man, says the Medrash, Shehanerois Dolkois, Hoyimiskavshim. As long as the candles on these 70 menorahs were burning, Klaisol had power over the 70 nations of the world. Umiyom Shekavu Aneroi, and the moment those candles got put out, Mizgabru, they had power over us. Our candles, our menorahs burning the base of Mikdash, gave us the power over them. Vitoira Nimshalo Bener, the Torah is compared to a ner. Kiner mitzvah v'tarah are... That's the lesson of the Medrash. Now, the Medrash continues, V'avah pisha asa shloyma eser menorahs, loy hayim mavir t'chilo elo shal moishe. The first one was for sure the Moshe Rabbeinu one that was ignited. That was the one that Moshe Rabbeinu made. Shinema menorahs hazov neirah. So, and the Medrash continues. Regarding the Shulchanis, Rashi explains that sometimes they put on this one, sometimes they put on that one. Rashi has different opinions regarding... Rabbi Gershom argues on Rashi, Rabbi Chanano argues on Rashi. I'm not going to go into the whole sugya of what happened to Shechonos, because that's not our sugya right now. But what we see over here is, that of course, when Shoyim HaMelech made, when Shoyim HaMelech made the extra temenaris, it was based on what HaKadosh Baruch told him, based through David HaMelech, but the reason that he needed it at that point was in order to light up with the light of Torah, connected all the Shechonos, almost said we should have power over them. If that's the case, why wasn't our Moshe Rabbeinu commanded to make 70 of them? We didn't need to command the, on top of the 70 nations where Moshe Rabbeinu was in charge. Why wait only 400 years later when we have a base of Mikdash? Christ has to be able to be overpowering the Shivam Umais. We should have it ready in the days of Moshe Rabbeinu. So there's a safer called Zerah I was going to print it out, but it's impossible to read. So it says, does not have the new version of the Zerah so you have to you know, look at it later and try to decipher what it says here. It looks like chicken scratch. But the Zerah says the following Yisoyed. I'll read, I'll read some of it inside. He says as follows. Val Derech Zeh. Zerah Who's the Zerah Berech? Berech Shapiro. This is from a sefer from 450 years ago. Real G'doyle Ashkenaz. There's three Zerah The Zerah Berech HaRishay, Zerah Berech Three generations that wrote a sefer. Fascinating forum. So in the end of Parshas Ba'aloyscho, he writes the following lashon: While Derech Zeh Efshe Liyashiv Rashi Amru Chazal, B'Tam Lama Menorah Shal Moshe Hoytzim Meshivan Eros, B'Shal Menorah Shal Shloim Meshivan Eros. Why was it Moshe Rabbeinu had seven and Shloim had seventy? Lufi Shloim Shalad B'Shivan Umois Umoisha Loy Aka Elo Shiva Amamim. Very good. Shloim Amalech was king over the entire world. He was Shalut over the seventy nations. Therefore, Shlomo Melech had 70 branches and 70 fires burning. Moshe Rabbeinu only conquered seven nations. Let's get back to that in a second. Therefore, Moshe Rabbeinu was only commanded to make one menorah, representing <coughs> seven nations that he's going to conquer. Now, this is the connection to Sefer Yeshua, because we know, we're learning now, how Yeshua is entering into to to conquer the nations of the seven nations. Chivi, Kanani, Prizi, we spoke about last week. And the Zerber continues. Indian Neris Halalul Ramayis Al Shlita Asisrael. These Neris come to 
define what it means the power of Kaisal. The seventy lights of Shemayim, behind Shivim Sarim shall Shivim Umois, representing the seventy nations of the world. Shekol Malach Vatsar Echod Meir Mashpiyal Umosoy. Every Sar and Shemayim gives power to its nation that it's representing. The Hamanoira Bok and Egdon. Vizel Efshem Ashamru El Mul Pene Hamanoira Iru Shivas Haneros. Haneros. What's the Hey? How you doing? El Mul Pene Hamanoira. El Mul Pene Hamanoira. What's the extra Hey? Dratzloim El Mul Pene Hamanoira Hal Yoyno. Meaning these lights have to correspond to the lights that are up in Shemayim. Yiru Shivan Eretz Alalu Dahinu Umas Ayin Oyrei Shalomala. Continues the Zarbeach. Ve'Einyanu. And the Pshat in this says, Lefiani Yizaiti. Dikishi Yisrael Madlikim Aneris Melamato. When Klai Yisrael lights the Neris down here, Mechabim Ba Oisin Aneris Shalomailo. Dahinu Kerech Shalom Umay. Ukemashol Kishemadlikim Ner Lemul Neris Shalomailo Menu. Just like if you light a candle and you put a candle right on top of that candle, the lower one will put out the, the fire above it. So this is the words of the Zarabarach to explain that Mashiach is going to come, also going to have 70 nations, because Mashiach is going to rule over the 70 nations of the world, just like Shalem HaMalach ruled over the 70 nations of the world. This itself is not so Pashat. The Meshachach and Pashat Tetzav in the beginning does not hold um, that Mashiach is going to come, there's going to be again the 10. I am Shabbat the Meshachach, which we're not going to get into now. And others as well don't necessarily agree with this Nakuda. The Zarabarach was allowed to say this, so therefore he said it. Meaning the Minoris are representative of having power over the other nations. What we see from this Zerubbayach is the difference between Moshe Rabbeinu that he was told one Minoris versus Shlomo is Moshe Rabbeinu only had to be Machnia seven nations of the world and Shlomo had to be Machnia seventy. And the problem becomes that Moshe Rabbeinu didn't conquer any of the seven nations. So Amori maybe, Sichon Melach Amori, Oig Melach Abashan maybe. But Moshe Rabbeinu conquered seven of the nations of the world. Zechanat, he didn't go into Eretz Yisrael. Who conquered it? Yeshua Benun conquered it, as we're going to learn. And he didn't even conquer all seven, as we discussed last week. Gagashi ran away, and Yavuti didn't get conquered until the days of Dovod HaMelech. So, what exactly, what, what does the Zerah Berich mean that Moshe Rabbeinu conquered the Shiva Amman? 77. Right, no, if we learned that Moshe Rabbeinu was a separate one, correct. Correct. It's not like if it means besides the one from Moshe or not. Yeah, correct. 77, correct. What those seven were? Chacham Shantal, I guess. I don't know. So we can explain it based on the Pasuk in Yeshaya. The Pasuk says in Yeshaya, Yivkoid Hashem al Tzavah HaMaroim, Ba'amaroim, Ba'amalchei Adama al Ho'adama. That's the Lashem of the Pasuk in Yeshaya. Again, Yivkoid Hashem al Tzavah HaMaroim, Ba'amaroim, Ba'amalchei Adama al Ho'adama. And Rashi over there explains, what does this Pasuk in Yeshaya mean? Yafil Sarei Umay Sa'olam, the Hainu says Rashi. Shekoidim Yivkoid Hashem Atzvah Hamorim Bamorim. First Hashem is going to subjugate the Sarim and Shemayim, the Yafel Sarim, and throw down the Sar. V'Achakach Al Malchei Adama Adama. Before Russia falls, its Sar and Shemayim needs to fall. So what Yishai is saying is Yivkoid Hashem Atzvah Hamorim first Bamorim, 
And then take do part two. We know when they conquered the seven nations, or when they were trying to conquer seven nations, Rashi brings down a Parshas Masay. If you have a Chumash in front of you, you can look it up. Rashi says on the Pasuk, Rashi brings down a Medrash Agada. Medrash Agada that Rashi quotes is, by the fact that HaKadosh Baruch Hu was Mapal the Sar of the Shiva Umois, and, and he was Koifit, Lefnei Moshe, as Lashon of Rashi, and he put it, he was put it under the, the dominion of Moshe Rabbeinu, therefore, they have nothing else that they can do. Well, if you learn that Rashi properly, in Parashas Mase, you'll see, so what Rashi is saying is that the Hachna of the Shiva Umois happened in the days of Moshe Rabbeinu. The actualization of them being conquered happened in the days of Yeshua, which means there's two steps. First, the Masar Shalmila needs to be conquered, and then the nation is conquered. So Moshe Rabbeinu, Biyomov, Hashem told him, as Rashi says in Parashas Mase, the Shiva Ammen are yours. How it played out until it got to planet Earth, until it played out, took, took a couple of months and years until Yeshua actually did it. But Moshe Rabbeinu was Machniya the Shiva Umois. With this, you can explain how Gemara Masech the Sanhedrin. Gemara says, Atta Syria, Pasuk, Dehul knows it from Pasha Shemois, so Moshe Rabbeinu comes to complain. So Gemara with it says, Atta Syria, you'll now see what I'm going to do to Paroi, but by the Muhammad Salam and Aleph Malachim, you're not going to get to see. What does it mean you're not going to get to see? What it means is, of course, you're going to have a part of it. <clears throat> and specifically the Muhammad of the Lamed Aleph Malachim, you can have a part of it, but not by the Shiva Amman, because there he does have a part of it. He doesn't say, Atta Sira, now you're going to see, but not by the Shiva Amman. The Shiva Amman, what Shiva Amman saw? The Shiva Amman saw how he was Machnia, the Shiva Amman. He didn't get to see how those Shiva Amman, which were divided up into Lamed Aleph Malachim, how that actually got actualized, how that happened, Lamaisa. That my Shiva never got to see. How did it happen? It happened through Yeshua, which the Pasuk says in. Rashi explains the king is going to come out. Bukhar is Moshe, Bukhar Chashivus is Yeshua. Shoyroi because he has power of like Yeshar. Rekanei Reim Karanov behem Amam Yinagach Yachlov, and he's going to go on and conquer the nations. The Priyat Chaim from Rav Chaim Vital writes as follows. Listen to these words, and with this, we're sort of going to wrap it up. Lamed Aleph Malachim Yesh Beklipos. He conquered 31 kings. Those 31 kings means that the 31 clipos, husks, shells, that Yeshua conquered, ukenegdon lamed alev shoyis of Shabbos Kedesh. And corresponding to that, the 31 hours of Shabbos. Anybody here keep 31 hours of Shabbos? Api Arizal, you're supposed to keep 31 hours of Shabbos. Starts by Chatzais, so that's 6 hours, plus the 24 hours of Shabbos, so that's 30. Plus an hour after Shabbos, 31. A person is supposed to keep 31 hours of Shabbos in their life. According to the Bnei Yisachar, maybe 36 hours, because you're supposed to go from Chatzayi's Friday to Chatzayi's Moshe Shabbos. Fine. If you can't get 36, we'll check get 31. If you can't get 31, we'll settle on 25. But the, the, the point is that the, the, the Arizal says that the, these correspond to the 31 Malachim that Yeshua is about to conquer that we're learning to say for Yeshua. Umisha'enu Mekayim Sudas David. And so it doesn't keep that extra hour. He's not Mikhaim Suda's David, says Arizal. Yasha Kupa Achas Buyachno. He's only able to conquer 30 kings. You're always going to have that one king that you're not able to be Machnia. That's to be Stabach Hatzeis. If you don't Stabach Hatzeis, you anyways have a couple that you're not being Machnia. Every Shabbos was supposed to subjugate the Lamad Aleph Malachim. That's our job on Shabbos, whatever that means. We don't know, but that's the words of Arizal. And if you don't, if you're missing an hour or two or three on your Shabbos, 
So you're not being machnia the 31 malachim that Shabbos. 31 malachim, 31 corresponds to Tatiya Yeshua, because Yeshua conquers the 31 malachim, more or less, which corresponds to Shabbos. Shabbos, as we just said, that's the 31 hours in Shabbos. We know that Shabbos really corresponds to Moshe Rabbeinu. We say in our davening, Yisrach Moshe, B'matnat Kalkoi, Shabbos corresponds to Moshe Rabbeinu. Therefore, Shabbos is essentially like a menorah. You have, not our menorah, the Hanukkah menorah, there's four. But the Beit HaMikdash menorah, you have three. There's three days before Shabbos that we discussed over the past couple of weeks. It's Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Then the middle is Shabbos. And then there's Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Anybody that learned Sechus Gittin knows in the Fine Zion, the Gemara says, Chad B'Shabbatah, B'Shay B'Shabbatah, Tlatah B'Shabbatah, it's still Shabbos. You know, Allah until Tuesday, it's still Shabbos. But when you get to 4 and 5, Mali Shabbos is, Kamish Shabbos is considered before Shabbos. There's an interesting carbon asanal on the rush over there in Perak Misha Achazar and Akimaro. The rush has the 7th Perak as the 6th Perak, and the 6th Perak has the 7th Perak. So if you open up the rush, at the end, assuming you're Dalit, where he discusses this halacha, um, he discusses this halacha that Sunday, Monday, Tuesday is still considered Shabbos. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday is already Arab Shabbos the next week. I want to read to you the Lashon of the Carbon Asano. The bottom of the rush. I see you looking. Page Nun Zion. So the Carbon Asano says as follows. That's the Lashon of the rush. Even though it's not exactly similar, he wants to say that a month also, the first 15 days of the month are considered the beginning of the month, and the last 15 days are considered the end of the month. And the rush finishes off. It's not really a good two still. Says the, the Carbon Asano. The Shabbos, he had a kudahoem tzoyis. Shabbos is the middle point. We yom dalit hachanol lekabel nefesh the neshama chadasha. On Wednesday we get ready to accept the nefesh of the neshama that we're getting on Shabbos. We yom hey and on Thursday we get ready lekabel ruach the neshama kedusha. And we yom vav lekabel neshama for Shabbos above. Because right now there's nefesh ruach neshama. There's three parts to a neshama. Wednesday one part comes. Thursday another part comes. Friday the last part comes, and that's why on Shabbos you have the full neshama. The Yom Aleph, Sunday, Hashara's Histalkus Neshama Chadasha, the Neshama leaves. The Yom Beis Hashara's Ruach with Neshama. The Yom Gimel Hashara's Hanefesh Luchazikal Chalilo. By Tuesday, you're so not Shabbos Zik because you lost the last part of Shabbos. And then it starts again on Wednesdays again. So if you look at this, it's literally like a menorah. This is a Thursday, Friday, Shabbos. I'm sorry, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Shabbos Kaddish is perfect in the middle. And then the other side is Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. You can't say this by every other yantif. And he brings down a tour. We're not going to go into that. But this Nikuda of Shabbos really starts prior to Shabbos and ends after Shabbos. The Gemara Masechus Megillah says as follows. The Gemara Masechus Megillah, Dafid Aleph, Amid Aleph. The Gemara says, Tanur Abanan, Shloisha Malachim, Malchu Bekipah. There were three kings that ruled the whole world. Achav ben Amri, Nebuchadnezzar, that's where it comes in from Sechlet Megillah. And Gemara brings a, a raya for each one. Skipping the Gemara. Gemara says, Shlomo Melech also ruled the world. That doesn't sound like the Gemara's answer. That's the Gemara asks. Gemara answers, Shlomo Loisalek Malchuse. His Malchus didn't finish. Didn't end. What does that mean? So the way Rashi explains it over in the Gemara, he didn't get to finish his malchus. If you know the story of Mesechus Gittin, Ashmedai kicked him off his throne. 
And therefore, Shalomelech never got to finish his Malchus. So therefore, we're not counting Shalom as part of the ones that rule the whole world. Says tomorrow, that really depends. If you learned that he got thrown off and never came back, but if he did, did I think one of those on to continue to discuss that conversation. Anyway, I'll ask other kings also. Zemar Shalom, that Gemara says, um, um, l- l- let me just continue one more part of the Gemara. The Gemara says, Shani Shalomoy, the Milsach Rita Halabe. There was another thing about Shalom Malach that was unique. Listen to these words. Shemalach Alho Yoinim Vala Tachtainim. Those kings, Achashverish, was the only king over the Tachtainim, human beings. So those kings were only, was, was only over, the, over the, the inhabitants of planet Earth. Shlomo Melech was also king over the Sarim. Rashi says, not the Sarim, Alayoinim, Alashadim. Shlomo Melech was also king over Shadim. And the Gemara continues. Says the Marsha, why does Rashi say Alayoinim means Shadim? Why can't Alayoinim mean Malachim or Sarim? Says, but on the Shadim we see that he did have power until he lost it. He only had power over the Shadim. On that Gemara, there's a person that wrote the the person that wrote the Ayin Yaakov, he brings down from the Rajbo, and with this we finish, and this, this ties it all up. The Rajbo, the Rajbo, on his explanation of Agadus Chazal, the Perisha Maimer, Shloim al this Gemara, that Shloim was king over the Al-Yoynim, says as follows, Kvarkinu, I didn't print the whole thing, I didn't print the whole thing, but so I'll tell you outside what the, the Hakaisa says. You can look it up, I printed only the first side of it, I realized. The Hakaisa learns Pshat, that he was also king on the Shadim, of course. But he says that the, these other kings, these other kings that we counted over here, Achachshverish, etc., that were Malchab people, that they rule over the world, they didn't have only a, a ruling, that's where the Rajah explains it, because they were from down here, so they had power over things that were down here. But Shloimo didn't rule on things down here because he was from down here. So Amalek's ability and power to rule was because he was Hakadosh Baruch Hu's appointee on planet Earth to run the world. Hakadosh Baruch Hu runs the world. Hakadosh Baruch Hu puts a a somebody to run the world from below down over here. It was because of his chachma, chachma shleimah, which we're going to learn this week in Avtaria. The chachma shleimah that he gave him the ability to be able to rule over the entire world, and it wasn't because of his might. So Hakadosh didn't go fight any battles. Not a single war that we know that Hakadosh fought. Hakadosh had to conquer. Nebuchadnezzar had to conquer. Shalomach had to conquer. Shalomach, because of his wisdom, people were so machnir themselves to him, there was such a his batlus to Shalomach. That's the case. Let's just wrap it up as follows. According to the Zerubbabel that we said before, that through the 70 nations, Shalomach was able to be conquering the nations of the world. It doesn't mean that he used his might, like the Rajma says, but rather he had such kedusha, he had such chachma, chachma satario, that gave him that ability, that he should be able to have the power over the shivim sarim, in Shemayim, which may lament if he had power over the star in Shemayim, he had power over the nation down here. It was, it was just a one plus one. Therefore, he was also king on the whole world as well. But it was, it was, a, it was born out from the fact that he was Melech on the star in Shemayim. That's what it means, Shemayim Melech sat on the throne of Hashem, the Pesach says. On the throne of Hashem means, just like Hashem had the power over the world, so too um, Shemayim Melech. So when we, we want to know shot in these 70 neighbors, 
we know that the Nerius represents Chachma. So, the, the, you know, a person writes to the Hachim, a person wants to become smart, in the Santorah, the Gemara tells us to Davin, towards where the Menorah was standing in the Beit Samigash. He's trying to be wealthy, face towards where the Shulcho was in the Beit Samigash. But the Menorah is, is a symbol for smart, for wisdom. As, as, as the first explained, many things with this, and I'm not going to go into it now, it's not, it's not the time right now, but the Chachma of Shleimah was the ability to, to take that light, the light of Torah, and be able with that to understand everything that goes on in the, in the heavens, and everything up, up there, which Mamela meant he had power over the world. Moshe Rabbeinu never had power over the world. Moshe Rabbeinu never gave you a Yeshua that power. So Moshe Rabbeinu only built a menorah that had one menorah with seven branches. When Mashiach is going to come, again, Machlik is, Mashiachma says not, but the Zerabarim says clearly, yeah, that means is that he's going to be so machnia the Sarim Shalomailo, that Mamela is going to be that the Sarim Shalomata are going to all fall, and he's going to be king over the world, like Shalom HaMelech was, and therefore there will be ten menorahs again when Mashiach comes. So again, the Radvaz writes, he can't explain it because it's way too big and he's not allowed to. Maybe, perhaps, this is a small mahalach for us to understand why Shalom HaMelech put into the Mishnah ten menorahs, ten more menorahs, on top of the ones that Moshe Benu, besides the ones that Moshe Benu made. But this is just to give us a little bit of understanding of what we're going to learn and say for Yeshua, what we're up to, where Yeshua is going in to conquer Malachim, what it means that Moshe Benu was first machniya them, Yeshua is going to now go and do the rest of the job to actually physically take them out.